Luke 22 and 61, but before I get over there to it, I want to back up over here and sort of read a little and then just fill us in leading up to that. It said, And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that ye may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not. <coughs> and when thou art converted, you know what converted is, don't you? Strengthen thy brother. And he said unto him, Simon, Simon Peter, said unto him, Lord, I am ready to go with thee both into prison and to death. And he said, Jesus said, I tell thee, Peter, the cock shall not crow this day before thy, that thou shalt thrice deny that thou knowest me. I'm going to stop right there for just a minute, and you can be seated or stand or whatever you want to do. But I always like to back up to get the picture of what was taking place. Now, Jesus, and I thought this morning is Easter swiftly moving upon us, and God gave me this message this morning. And you know, in order to be a resurrection, there's got to be a death. And, but as I begin to think about it, when I begin to read this, I find out back over in verse 7 that where it was the Lord's last supper that he partook with the disciples. The last supper that he took with them while he was here. And one place, and it gives different counts of it, but one place, the Bible says that as they sat and they break the bread and partook of the bread, and as they partook of the wine or juice or whatever, Jesus said, and it don't say in this scripture here, but it does as one of the other gospels, and Jesus said, one of you are a devil. And they began to ask one another, or ask the Lord, is it I, is it I, is it I? So it went around to all of them. The best I remember when it got to Judas, the one that sold Jesus out for 30 pieces of silver, when he got to him, and Jesus said, the one that dips in with me. And P, uh, Judas's hand was caught in there with Jesus. But he also looked at Jesus and said, Lord, is it I? Knowing that it was. But Jesus looked at him, and he said, Judas, whatever you're going to do, do it quickly. And Judas got up and left the room. And after that, we find that Jesus, here in the scripture that I read, that the Lord was talking to Simon Peter. And he told Simon Peter, he said, Behold, Simon, he said, Satan desireth to have you so that he could sift you as wheat. Let me tell you something tonight, church. Satan would desire to get his hands on each and every one of us tonight. Amen? You know, to sift us. You say, what is he talking about? Satan desires to just tear us into little pieces. You remember back over in, uh, in John 10, 10, Jesus said that Satan was our enemy. And he said the enemy has come to kill and to steal and to destroy. So what he is telling Simon Peter here He's telling us all this. Satan desires to have 
not only you as parents, but he desires to have your children, amen. He desires to tear them down to where he can destroy them. But Peter, being one of the twelve in circle disciples, and Jesus told him, he said, I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not, and when thou art converted, he said, strengthen the brothers. See, Jesus knew that Peter was going to deny him. He knew that. You say, how do you know he knows it? Because Jesus knows everything, Trace. He knows everything. But Peter is like a lot of us today. He thought just because he was a follower of Jesus that Satan couldn't touch him. He thought he couldn't fail. Thought he wouldn't fail. And Jesus said, I pray for thee that thy faith fail not, but when it does, then strengthen the brother. And you know, Jesus told Peter one time, he said, Peter, he said, upon this rock, he said, I'm going to build my church, amen. And he said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Peter, was, he wasn't saying, Peter, you're going to be the church, but you're going to be one of the pillars in the church. You're going to have the kingdom of God. You're going to preach the gospel. You're going to minister the word of God. This was the same Peter here that Jesus was talking to. And he said unto him, Lord, I am ready to go with thee, both into prison and to death. What he was really saying, or paraphrasing here, Lord, you don't know what you're saying. I'm ready to go with you to prison. I'm ready to die for you. Lord, I will not fail you. Lord, I will not deny you. And Jesus said in verse 34, He said, I tell you, Peter, the cock shall not crow until you have denied me three times this day. He said, this day, before the sun rises, Peter, you'll deny me three times before it gets daylight and the old rooster starts crowing. He said, you'll deny me three times and say that you don't know me. So we read on here and we see where Jesus left, went down, went into the garden, and he began to pray and he told the disciples, he said, tarry here and pray so you won't enter into temptation. He said, while I go yonder and pray. And he went about four, you could throw a rock, and he got down and he prayed. Uh, and the Bible said uh, uh, that he came back uh, I believe it was, in one place, it might have been this one. He came back and felt the disciples asleep, and he woke them up. And what are you doing sleeping? I told you to pray so you won't enter into temptation. And the Bible said that he went back again in one place, and he began to pray, and he began to pray sincerely. And the Bible said he prayed so hard that the sweat became as great drops of blood. Amen. Has anybody ever prayed that way, that his sweat became great drops of blood, he prayed in agony, my friend. Uh, and what he was praying about, uh, he said, Lord, Father, he said, let this cup pass from me. Uh, nevertheless, not my will be done, but thy will be done. Uh, the cup he was talking about, amen, uh, he was talking about what he was going to have to suffer and go through uh, and be nailed on no rugged cross uh, and the suffering that he was going to go through uh, for you and me, my friend, this morning. See, he done it for us this morning. He done it for the world. The Bible says when we were yet sinners, uh, Christ died for each one of us. And the Bible said an angel came and strengthened him to him. 
an angel came and strengthened him. And the Bible said he came back again down there in verse 48, and he said unto them, while they were sleeping, said unto them, he said, Why sleep ye? He said, Rise, get up, and pray, lest ye enter in to temptation. And he goes on down through there. In verse 54, the Bible said, Then they took, then they took him from the garden, and led him and brought him into the high priest's house. And the Bible said that Peter followed how? Peter followed afar off. I've had an old saying, you might as well to say it as to thank it. I don't know whether that's right or not. But I believe today the reason that we're at the place we are in this old world is because the churches has been following too far off. Amen. We can all agree, I believe tonight, that we don't have services like we did uh, back years and years ago uh, when you go to the house of God uh, and they preach hellfire and brimstone, uh, amen, and you would squirm in your seat, uh, amen, uh, on an old wooden seat or whatever they was there to sit on, uh, amen, uh, but the Holy Ghost would move in uh, and they would begin to shout and praise God. Uh, you didn't have to ask for a shout. Uh, you'd get them without asking for them, amen. Uh, but over the years, uh, we have come complacent. Uh, and what I mean by that, we've come too lazy uh, to give God a praise, amen. We've come self-satisfied. Can I hear a amen in this place? We've got nice, comfortable pews to sit on. Amen, Mike? And sometimes it's hard sitting on them not to go to sleep. That's why I scream so loud, trying to keep you awake. But I believe that's the truth, amen? We come to church, used to, people didn't have. I remember when I was growing up, we didn't have a lot of places to go. And if we had a lot of places to go, we didn't have no way to go unless we walked. But I can remember, man, we couldn't wait till church, amen, Seth? I mean, we was kids, and we would walk to church a lot of times. We lived down here, and we lived in Virgil Place, and Russell Bowen Place. We'd walk to church a lot. And, man, we was anxious to get there. We knew something. Us kids knew something was going to happen. Sometimes they'd scare us to death when them old women get shot and dancing and a uh, bun with a pen to fly out of them and their hair would fly down and they would get up and, boy, us kids, we would run and we'd try to find a corner somewhere to get in. Uh, Lee, that'd scare us to death. Hey, man. Uh, but, you know, really down deep, uh, uh, we, we, I think we enjoyed it. Hey, man, uh, seeing them old women dance. I mean, they would dance and some of the men would. But it was mostly women. When the preacher started preaching, the amen would ring out from all over the church. And now then, you've got to beg to get a amen sometime. Amen? See, we've got to the place that I believe that we've been following Jesus, as Peter did, afar off, Johnny. Amen? I believe we've got our eyes set on other things too much instead of on Jesus. I say there'll be people who'll never come back to church that used to go to church all the time because of this pandemic, whatever they call it. Amen? You know why? Because they've been out for so long, and some of them, not all, but there's going to be some of them that has got to where they're following Jesus, so we are. They're trying to follow him. Boy, this ain't going to go good before I know it. They're trying to follow Jesus on the Facebook. When a lady told my wife, oh, the, that she likes her back in church. 
she said, well, said, I forget now, just what a procedure or something. She said, she said, I just lay in the bed and watch the service on Facebook. That ain't what Jesus said. You remember what he said? He said, forsake not to assemble yourself together in the, house, in the latter days is approaching such as some are. Such as some are today, amen. They're forsaking the house of the Lord. They've found it's easier, amen. Now, I've gotten that again Facebook, thank God for it, because there's a lot of people not able to go to church anywhere that they're laid up in a nursing home, and some of them in their home, and some of the parents are trying to take care of, and that's the only church they can get. It's the only way we can get it to them. And thank God that, that we are getting it out there to them, hey, man. And thank God for Facebook and any other way we can get it out there. But, Tony, we're going to get it out there, hey, man. But the one that's able to come and support the church and able to come, hey, man, but they're forsaking the house of God, then you just got to do what you got to do. Well, that didn't even, that didn't go too good. But anyway, let's get back here. But the Bible said when he came and took Jesus out of the garden and took him before who was it? The priest, the high priest. Verse 34, the Bible says that Peter followed him afar off. Let me read a little more here, and then we're going to preach a little while. Is that all right? And when they had kindled a fire in the midst of the hall and were set down together, listen what happened. Peter came in and sat down among them. He came in and sat down among them. Who? The one that tugged Jesus in, the one who's going to crucify him. Peter sneaked in. Peter sneaked in, and he sat down by the fire. But the Bible says when he sneaked in and sat down by the fire, the Bible said they were the young maid there, and Peter thought he could do it and not, it not be known. Peter thought he could do it, and nobody would know who he was. Peter thought he could sit among the rest of them and mix in the rest of the crowd that was going to kill Jesus. Uh, and Peter, he wouldn't be noticed him. But let me tell you something. Anytime you try to slip something over, uh, God's going to catch you at it. Hey, man. And Peter thought, well, I'll just sit here and be quiet, and I'll see what happens to the Lord. Hey, man. I'll see what happens to him. I'm not going to say that to nobody. Nobody knows who I am. But the Bible said in verse 56, it said, But a certain maid beheld him as he sat by the fire and earnestly, earnestly or seriously looked upon him. She looked at him, probably stared at him. She said, uh-oh. And she said, this man was also with him. Pointed to Peter and pointed to Jesus. This man was also with him. And look at what Peter said. Peter said, denial number one. Peter said to the woman, said, I don't know him. I don't know him. Told that woman, you don't know what you're talking about. I don't know who he is. And Jesus sitting there. How many times have you been around friends or somebody or been around the place and things was going on that you know it was sin, but you weren't going to speak up and say nothing about it. And you just sort of blended in thinking nobody would notice. Well, Jesus will notice you. Jesus will notice you. And he told this woman, he said, I know him not. Denial number two in verse 59. And about the space, and after a little while in verse 58, and after a little while, another man saw him and said, Thou art also of them. And Peter said, Man, I am not. Can you, can you just sense the anger in Peter here? He was caught 
But he was trying to deny. He was trying to deny. And he said he was not with this man, but he was with them, meaning the other disciples and Jesus. And he said, man, he said, I've told the woman there that I didn't know him. I'm telling you, I was not one of them. I was not with him. Denying number two. Denial number three. Verse 59. And about the space of one hour after another, confidently, another one confidently affirmed. Affirmed. You know what affirmed is, don't you? He affirmed it. He said, of a true, uh, saying of a truth, this fella, this fella was also with him, for he is a Galilean. You know the Bible says we're two standing agreed upon any one thing. It shall be done. Well, there was three there that stood, and all three of them recognized Peter as being a follower of Jesus, recognized Peter as being one of the disciples, recognizing Peter that was in that garden there when they come and took Jesus, recognized Peter as being one of the twelve. And here he was trying to deny that he even knew Jesus. <laughs> and Peter said, Man, I know not what you're saying. And immediately, listen to this, and immediately, while he yet spake, what happened? The cock crew. The cock crew. What did Jesus told Peter back over in verse 34? He said, Peter, when Peter was saying, Lord, I'll die for you, Lord. I'll do whatever for you. I'll die for you. I'll go to prison with you. I'll do whatever, but I will never deny you. But Jesus knew better. Jesus knew better. And he said, Peter, before the cock crows this day, you're going to deny me three times. No, Lord, it ain't happening. It just happened. It just happened. And the Bible said, while he yet spake, the cock crew, listen to this, and the Lord turned and looked upon Peter, and Peter remembered the word. Peter remembered the word that the Lord had said to him just a few hours later. He remembered the word. You know, the Bible said that Jesus had told the disciples time and time again, he was up to the end, Lee, that he was going to die for the sins of the world. They were going to come and get him. He told his disciples how it was going down. He told them that they were going to come and get him out of the garden. They were going to lead him into Pilate's hall, and they were going to crucify him. Uh, they were going to beat him. They were going to spit on him, uh, uh, and they're going to do all kinds of things, and they're going to take a whip and jerk the flesh from him. He told them this, uh, but he also told them, he said, but the third day, praise God, he said, I'm going to rise from that grave. And the third day he did rise, but before he arose, he'd done exactly and told the disciples. And the Bible said they didn't believe it was going to happen, and they did not remember his word while he was with them. But after he was crucified, after he was resurrected, the disciples still didn't believe that he was, they still believed he was dead. He is in that tomb. Uh, amen. But after he came out of that tomb and met with them, the Bible said then they remembered his word. Amen. They remembered the word that Jesus spoke to them, Brother Lord. Sometimes, you know, sometimes, you know, I heard one time that was said that when a preacher stands up and preaches, you preachers need to listen to this. When you stand up and preach, just, I don't know, three days or four days or something later, maybe not that long, that a person couldn't tell you 20% of what they preached. I doubt sometimes some of you could tell 5% of what I preached in the morning. But they said, 
remember His Word. Can we remember His Word? Can you remember what He said? What Jesus said? We need to remember these things. We need to remember the Word. Jesus said, if you're ashamed of me before a man, He said, I'll be ashamed of you before my Heavenly Father. You remember what He said? The Bible also says when you think you're something, you're going to realize you ain't nothing. Amen. Just Ronnie sang that song there a while ago. That blesses my heart every time he sang that. I can't even walk without holding your hand. Just like Peter was, sometimes, Christy, we forget what Jesus has done for us in the past. Amen. Only thing we want to know is, Jesus, what are you going to do for me today? What are you going to do for me? Are you going to bless me today? Are you going to bless me tomorrow? Lord, see, we forget how he has blessed us over the years. Amen. Peter had forgot about them days. He had forgot about being with Jesus and who Jesus really was. You know, when he walked down the road, that old blind Bartimaeus was sitting, hey man, at the side of the roadside begging, been blind all his life. And he's coming up the road, uh, and somebody said, told him, said, uh, he said, what's going on? What's all that right? And he couldn't see it. He couldn't see it. But he said, they said, Jesus is coming up the road, said, be quiet. And he began to cry out. Jesus of Nazareth, the Son of God, have mercy on me. Help me. Uh, and they said, be quiet. Be quiet, you old fool, you old bear. Be quiet. That is Jesus coming up the road. Uh, he had never seen Jesus, uh, but he had heard about him, uh, and he believed uh, in his heart that if Jesus would just stop and take time for him, uh, he would do something he had never done before, and that would be his eyes would be open, and he could see like everybody else. And Jesus came to him, and Jesus stopped and said, Bring him here. See, Jesus ain't like us. He ain't no big hurry. He said, Bring him here. And he brought him to him. He said, What would you have me do? And he said, Lord, my eyes may be open. And the Bible said he touched him, and his eyes were open. You remember that story? You remember the story old back over there in the Bible of a little woman that had the issue of blood and had it for 12 years, been to every physician in the country. She had spent all of her living, lived herself. She had no more money. The doctor told her, said, you're out of money and we ain't, can't do nothing for you anymore. Just go home and die. Just go home and die. She went home aiming to die. But somebody evidently told her, hey, Jesus is coming up the road. She evidently had heard about this man called Jesus. She had evidently heard about him. How are you going to know him if you don't ever hear about him? Bible says, how are you going to hear without a preacher and how are you going to preach unless you've been sent? I don't know about you others, but I've been sent on. I've been sent to preach the gospel. And she thought, if I can just get down there to him, I've heard how he heals people. If I can just get down there to him, if I can just get down there close enough to him to touch him, I believe I can be healed. And she went down the road and she sneaked in there among them. I believe she got down and parted her way through her, her frail little body. And she got in there close enough to him, but she just reached out and touched his garment. And you know the story of what happened. The Bible said, when she touched his garment, she was made whole. The Bible said that blood that she was hemorrhaging with and losing and had been for 12 years and now was a dying, the doctors couldn't do nothing. The Bible said it immediately just dried up on her. Amen. What a mighty Jesus we serve in tonight. Do you remember his word? Do you remember what he told you? Do you remember what he said in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 14 and 15? This is something you need to remember. You need to remember this. Jesus said, this is what Jesus said and read. He said, if you will forgive those who trespass against you, then your heavenly Father will forgive you. 
But then verse 15, that word starts out, that sentence starts out with B-U-T. But if you don't forgive those who trespass against you, then your heavenly Father won't forgive you. I've seen people say, well, they've done something to me. I won't never forgive them. I'll go to my grave, but I won't never forgive them. And Miss Coach Hill wrote over me. I'd rather forgive somebody, Mike, that's transgressed against me, that's sinned against me, no matter what they've done to me. I'd rather forgive them uh, and go to heaven than not forgive them and go to hell. And that's what Jesus is saying. He said, if you don't forgive, then I won't forgive you. It's plain and red and white and black there. So you remember what Jesus said? The Bible says we've all sinned and come up short of the glory of God. Amen? That's the word. We've all sinned and come up short of the glory of God. Did you ever see anybody that thought they was perfect that they just didn't sin? man told me that he was talking to a preacher one time, had a lot of confidence in him. said he was talking to that preacher, said he's talking about, you know, sin, and he come over something about sin, you know. And said that preacher said, no, not me. I live above sin. I don't sin. I don't have to sin. I live above sin. There's none of us above temptation, and there's none of us above failing. There's none of us above sinning every once in a while. Hey, man, I'm not talking about willful sinning day after day after day, same thing as the God can do. I'm not talking about that. But Jesus said over there, in 1 John chapter 1, 1 John chapter 1 and verse 8, Jesus said this. He said, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. That's pretty plain, ain't it? Pretty plain. In verse 8, in verse 9 over there, it said, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, uh, and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Did you hear that, church? If we say that we have no sin, then we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we will confess our sin, He is true and true, just, faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Can anybody say Amen in here? Pretty stout stuff, ain't it? Pretty stout stuff. But if we say that we have not sinned, we make him, meaning Jesus, a liar, and his word is not in us. His word is not in us. These people harden their hearts and walk so far away from God and so far behind God, just like old Peter did there, Johnny. Uh, they've hardened their hearts. Uh, they wouldn't forgive you if you accidentally walked up and bumped into them. They still wouldn't forgive you. There's people that away today. I like to remember what Jesus said. Amen. If you don't ever read your Bible and you only take what you get from us preachers, I, I'm afraid that ain't going to be enough to get you there. Amen. If you can read for yourself. You see, I believe that we all need a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. How many believe that tonight? Say, what are you talking about a personal relationship? It doesn't matter what anybody says about you, talks about you, Tracy. I, it doesn't matter. Uh, uh, you know what they say or what they do to you. Uh, 
and they can get out and gossip and lie on you and everything else. Uh, hey, man, but most people, they get mad about it uh, when they hear it and they say, well, I'm going to get even with you. Uh, my friend, they ain't no getting even with it. Uh, all you got to do is just forgive them and let them go on, and you've got a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And what I mean by that, if you've got a personal relationship uh, with Jesus Christ, uh, then you know in your heart, what you're right or where you're not doing right. And if you are doing right, keep on doing it. And if you're not doing right, then take care of it, repent of it, and go on about your business. When we get sin in our life, you know what sin does? It makes us miserable. It separates us from God. God's people ought to be the most happiest people in the world. Is anybody happy in here tonight? I'm boiling over right now. Amen. Let's stay. I'm boiling over. I was coughing, coughing before I come to church. I said, God, you've got to take care of this. You've got to take care of this, Lord. I'm just going to stand, and it's up to you, Lord, because this is your word and not mine. I'm just your servant, Lord. If you want me to preach it, then you're going to have to lay it on me. You're going to have to help me, and I'll feel good. Anybody feel good tonight? Peter said, I'll never deny you. I'll die for you. I'll go to prison for you. I'll do anything for you, but I won't never deny you. Jesus said, Peter, you'll do it three times before the cock crows. Peter done it three times before the but I like the last part of that. It said, Jesus. I just see Jesus sitting there with his head down, not looking at Peter. He knew what Peter was doing. He knew what Peter was going to do before he done it. But I can just imagine Jesus sitting there with his head down when Peter was denying him. I don't know that man. I told that lady I didn't know him. Now I'm telling you I don't know him. I'm not one of them. That's over and comment. Man, you're wrong. I've done told the other two. They don't know what they're talking about. You're wrong. I'm not one of them. I was not with them. But the Bible says when he spoke and the cock crew the, crew the third time that he denied Jesus and the cock crew, I believe that something hit old Peter. I believe when Jesus raised his head up, man had his back to him, raised his head up, and all he had to do was just look at him. Look at me, Lord. All he had to do was just look at Peter knew. Peter remembered. See how quick Peter forgot what Jesus had told him? Peter, you three times for this day's end. Peter said, I won't do it. I mean, that was the same night. That night and that next morning. And he led Jesus out. He said, if you deny me, I'm going to deny you before people. I don't want Jesus denying me tonight, do you? I've got a vision. I had a vision a long time ago about a church that had time and time again. Everybody said it can't be done. It can't be that right. And I had doubts it could. But I knew the vision that God gave me. And one day, a guy confirmed the vision. He was sitting on the porch at the parsonage. The old man was sitting saying to me, and he said, Brother, that's what he told Brother, he said, I was sitting on that porch right there. He said, I was sitting on that porch right there. He said, I looked over this way, and he said, there's something come over me. And he said, I, and he said that ain't all I've seen. I'd seen the same thing. Me and him hadn't even talked. He said, and not only that build, big church, but he said, I've seen people just flooding that place, just people after people. I've had that vision, and we've got to wait upon a vision. We've got to work for the vision. But I believe that vision can anybody witness it? I believe it's here. I believe he put this big building here. Oh, we didn't have enough people, but I believe he put it here. And I believe this is going to be the last day church. Amen, Lord? I believe we're in the last day. You can say, I don't believe it if you want to. I believe we're going to see him coming in. And we're going to keep on preaching. How many got a vision? You know those people without a vision? You know what the Bible says? I believe that's over in Proverbs. He said people without a vision. For what? They're perished. People without a vision. What did they do? Where are they going in life? I've got a vision. 